Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired to take a look back at Supergirl's fifth season. So we talked about the finale, but now we're going to actually talk about the the season as a whole. So what overall has a, <laughs> a, overall thoughts on what worked for us? Because there were some things I think that worked for us. Okay. Uh, there were definitely some things that didn't work for us. <laughs> uh, so we'll talk about all those things. And maybe uh, we'll talk about some highlights of the season uh, that we enjoyed. And so we'll get to all those things. And feel free, if you're watching us live, to post uh, your thoughts in the comments. And uh, we'll we'll take those and uh, read your thoughts and uh, respond to them if, uh, if we need to. So uh, feel free to um, uh, kind of join in the conversation and uh, join us in talking about season five. But first... We need to get to the news. This isn't uh, like a typical <laughs> news section because uh, this this is more of like a kind of an update or like a, hey, this is an announcement. Uh, Supergirl season five is now available on Netflix. If you want to actually go back and rewatch season five after we talk about season five as a whole, uh, you can fact check us on things <laughs> if, if you need to. Uh, but Supergirl season five is now available on Netflix. I watched a little bit of it uh, this afternoon. Uh, so that was enjoyable. So uh, you can rewatch all of your Rama content to your heart's oh, desire. Oh, man. I didn't think about that. What if, I mean, I feel like I need somebody on the internet to put together the all Ramacon version of season five. <laughs> <laughs> just all the Ramacon scenes. Just cut it up into a Rama montage. Yes. Uh, that, that, would, <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, and I do see uh, we have a question in here. Since we're in the news section, I figure this could be a good place. Update on the William is Comic Contest. Uh, good question, Rachel. Rachel, uh, that ends on May 31st. That's the deadline. We do have uh, quite a bit of um, entries and submissions, and we've kind of already been going through those and uh, picking some of our favorites. Uh, so definitely, if you still have some uh, stories in your mind, cooking them up, uh, feel free to uh, send us your stories to supergirlradio at gmail.com and submit your William's comment stories. So yeah, you have that like like one week left basically i mean 
if you have a great idea, if it's like just it's inside of you and it needs to get out on the page, like now <laughs> is the time to do it. <laughs> Don't let calm it down. <laughs> so you can write up to five stories uh, per person and it's a 500 word max. Uh, it just has to be set in the world of uh, the CW Supergirl. And it has to have in there somewhere that William is revealed to be Comet the Super Horse. Uh, so We've that's seen some really creative ways that people have figured it out, like how William is Comet. Uh, it's been pretty amazing to read. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun reading those stories uh, since the show uh, doesn't seem interested, uh, but uh, we're we're filling that gap for everybody. <laughs> so you do have time left if uh, you're listening to this right now to submit a story and that will count as a $5 um, donation to Emory Hospital's COVID-19 response. So we are doing this not just to uh, fill the need for for our <laughs> sake uh, to have a William is Comet the Super Horror story, but it is to do some good. All right. So I guess those are kind of our only, uh, well, I guess, well, we'll save the uh, fundraiser uh, reminder until the end with the DCTV uh, podcast plugs. I guess that'll be a, a good place to put that. All right. So I guess we could get started on talking about uh, the thing that everybody came here to talk about, which is uh, season five and our look back on it. So uh, we do this every season to kind of just, you know, Take, take take a step back. We've we've dissected all the individual episodes, and now we're going to look about uh, look at it as a as a whole and see if it um, kind of stuck together. So, uh, Morgan, I guess we could we could start positively. Uh, sure. What worked for you in season five? Okay. Um. What worked for me in season five? I wish I had come prepared to this podcast, <laughs> like thoughts and ideas. Um, I think we can go through them like really fast. I like the hundredth episode, the like kind of it's a wonderful life, like going back through what would have been if uh, if Kara had told Lena at various points in the show's history. While it was like every version would have been terrible and everyone dies, so I guess you were right. Uh, <laughs> and I, I was annoyed by that. I did like that whole episode. I thought it was a really fun premise. And we got to see different, ver got to see the version where they were like superheroes together. And then we got to see the version where like Metalla Lena was like, I will kill everyone. <laughs> and I liked both of those versions. I was like, you know, the more dramatic Lena Luther gets, the more I like it the more I'm into it. Uh, so that was a favorite. Obviously, Hope, I think that goes without saying. Um, the fact that Lena made her own robot friend who turned <laughs> out to be like just a tiny bit homicidal. Uh, I like that a lot. She was like, Lena was like, we're gonna, we're gonna really show Supergirl. We're gonna like really embarrass her. And then Hope is like, by killing her. And she's like, no, God, we've talked about this. No hope. Calm down. Um, Ramakan, obviously, a highlight, a standout. I threw a lot of shade on Ramakan in the beginning. I said yeah, that, his, that his power was mulch from Home Depot. <laughs> and while I stand by that, and it, it was true, was, it kind of <laughs> was. But then as time went on, like, I like began to like Ramakan more and more, especially since the other people in Leviathan turned out to be an old lady that Lex just killed for no reason. And then, <laughs> and then Pencil Skirt, who I'm still not sure what her deal was. So by default, Ramakan was the scariest villain of the season. It's a low bar, but he hopped over it on his dirt pile. Um, <laughs> what else? What else do I like? Uh, I like that we got a little bit of dreamer stuff, but not much. Um, 
let's see the brainy stuff i did not really enjoy that much okay well, we'll i'm like we'll, we'll i'm going that. through like in my rolodex <laughs> like what what were things i like the i like the alex episode in the vr i thought mm-hmm. it was nice to have alex like have her own episode and uh obviously the jeremiah danvers reveal one that he's not just wandering the woods he's dead <laughs> and then two that it turns out eve killed him that is so good chef's kiss that's amazing (laughs) i can't i can't argue with that one that was incredible (laughs) and uh like well well played um i'm trying to think of other things like i liked a lot of the scenes between melissa benoist and katie mcgraw um i thought that they played out that even though i didn't always love the whole uh feud between Kara and lena uh, I liked a lot of their really emotional scenes together where like, you know, Kara, this, that scene where Kara um, t- comes clean amidst that she's Supergirl, such good acting from both of them. Like a lot of the scenes where Lena is really mad uh, and like explaining why she's mad and how she feels betrayed. There's a lot of good acting between the two of them. Anything Kara and Lena really, I liked a lot, even though I think there were some faltering moments. Um, and then obviously I, I like seeing the random prisoner dude that we met. Was it last season? Oh yeah. I uh, can't believe he came back into play. Uh, the, the, the Willie Garson character. I loved, I love seeing some of our old, our old friends come back to play. Like, uh, we got, um, Oh gosh. In the hundredth episode, right. We had rain and Sam come back. We had Monel pop back up. We had, Oh, there was, Oh, uh, uh Chico. Yeah, Thomas, Thomas Coville. Thomas yeah. Coville came back. That he was came, he came back leading a cult. Of course, that's the only way I want him back. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that there were there are some nice like shout outs to like the previous seasons that I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, I think that was that was those were my highlights. I think from the season. Okay, yeah, yours uh, overlap a little bit with mine. Uh, I really enjoyed the season premiere uh, event Horizon. That was probably one of my. I think I had maybe two episodes that I really loved event horizon and it's a super life and event horizon, uh, mostly because I thought it was actually really well acted. It was well act, uh, it was well acted and well written and it left me really optimistic about the rest of the season. I don't know that the season lived <laughs> up to it. Um, but I really enjoyed it because there was a lot of good dramatic tension, uh, and that came from the acting and what had been built up to that point. So I really loved the premiere. I, I also was very surprised by Crisis on Infinite Earths and the use oh, of Supergirl yeah. in that. Uh, I guess because- I didn't think of, I guess I don't, I think of Crisis as like its own entity like its own thing like independent of the show but i did really like you know i thought crisis was overall really fun and i enjoyed it a lot i think there were some pacing issues but i think that they actually used i know both of both of us we had concerns that like with all the 25 supermen in that (laughs) episode in those episodes that supergirl was going to get overshadowed and i think they used her really well yeah, I agree. I was pleasantly surprised because I was sort of dreading it going into it. And I was like, oh, Car actually gets a lot to do. And she's actually a very important part of this. So I really enjoyed Crisis. Uh, let's see. I, I also enjoyed the 100th episode. I loved Metal Lena so much. That's that's probably all that the show is going to give me with Evil Lena. So I'm just going to have <laughs> to uh, be grateful. Um, and that that episode also uh, it had a, a, a lot of great mixy stuff. And I enjoyed seeing him come back, even if it was a different actor. I thought he did really well. 
Um, and it also had a focus on Kara. And those are, I think the episodes that really focused on Kara and had some really good Kara stuff were the ones that I liked so much. Um, I don't know if you remember the Olsen uh, aspects of this season. I in in, in preparing no. for, in preparing <laughs> for this episode and our discussion here, I had actually forgotten that season five was the season that Makad Brooks left the show. Yeah, Rebecca like texted me like a couple days ago, and she's like, "Do you remember that James Olsen left the show this season?" I was like, "Legitimately, no, I did not remember that at all." <laughs> I had forgotten. Like it just feels like that happened such a long oh time ago, like a million years ago. But uh, but I did like his exit it was a little rough because they went through that whole like is he gonna work at the smithsonian is he gonna run for congress or whatever and <laughs> he decides he's gonna go to calvin town and uh you know uh mentor the newsboy legion that's my headcanon that's oh, exactly yeah, that's, i mean that's what he's starting he's starting <laughs> the newsboy from calvin town it will like move down <laughs> What if it becomes like an evil newsboy legion? He just starts taking over other towns <laughs> with the legion. <laughs> I would watch that. Uh, so, so even though uh, I had totally forgotten about James's exit, I thought it was handled fairly well. Um, so I was glad that he got a good, uh, uh, sh not shoving off the show, but he got it. He got a <laughs> graceful exit um, from the show that he had been such a big part of, and he had been a, a sort of founding cast member of. Um, and speaking of Olsons, I did think that I uh, liked the character of Kelly Olson a lot more this season. She got oh, more yeah. to do. Um, even though it's so weird that she has the Guardian Shield, but they're not doing anything with it. Even though I had a lot of questions about her job uh, <laughs> and how she was qualified for it in any way, I did like that we got to see more of her. Yeah, I thought uh, the times that we got to hang out with her, I, I did enjoy spending time with Kelly. Um, I, I mean, hope the AI, a definite standout. I mean, I think with all the problems, the the ups and the downs and, and everything in between, hope was like that constant, you go back to that hope well, and it was all right. <laughs> um, and the last thing that I was going to talk about uh, was the return of when shot. Yeah, and I realized I realized by looking at the chat, like when I was like rattling off the things I liked that I forgot about the win episodes, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, that was a great uh, little set of episodes. And I could have I could have had more win. Like I, I would have been into that. They did a really cool storyline with Toy Man. Uh, we got to see the original uh, Toy Man uh, come back, Henry Cherney. And so that all that was a surprise this season. I was kind of dreading it because I didn't know exactly what they were going to do with him, but it turned out to be really awesome. Uh, so let's see. Um, I guess we'll take some comments from the chat. Uh, Rachel says, Brainy was written much better this season. Oh, that's interesting because uh, I might disagree with that, uh, but that's 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 a good take. Uh, <laughs> but I, I guess the the... The comment here is that uh, written better than season four, which might be the case. Brainy actually had a storyline. Yeah, season. that's debatable. Yeah, I think that he did actually have a storyline this season, whereas I cannot remember anything in particular that he did last season besides yeah. being there. <laughs> yeah, I think he started dating Nia and that was oh, kind yeah. of it. So, yeah, Brainy actually did have a, a full storyline this season. Uh, Donna say, uh, Donna says that, uh, she liked Alex leaving the DEO. Um, yeah. oh man, the DEO got destroyed this season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That happened. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Alex moving forward. 
Uh, let's see what else do we have here. Uh, Leslie says Event Horizon was very good. I agree. I wish all episodes of Supergirl had that same quality to them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Leslie also says Supergirl actually had a part to play in Crisis. That was nice. That was nice. Sometimes she gets a little overshadowed in those big crossover events where they like bench her. They put her in a corner because she's like too powerful. They're like, I'm sorry. I just don't trust you. <laughs> Sit over there, Supergirl. She's like, I, I'm the only one who can do things. <laughs> <laughs> if, if really, if it came down to it, Supergirl could just save the day in every crossover. I, she basically doesn't need the rest of them. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so those are the things that we kind of thought were uh, the 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 things that worked really well for uh, the season and season five. So, I guess uh, we could go the other way, Morgan. I, you might have more thoughts here. I don't know. <laughs> um, but maybe what what didn't work for you? Ooh, um, Leviathan. I think let's start with with the big with the big overall arcing storyline in season five, which is that Leviathan was both like not in it enough and in it too much. <laughs> uh, they they weren't scary, but everybody talked about them as if they were super scary. The greatest but threat of all time. The greatest threat of all time. And yet throughout most of the um, the season, they were either in the background, just kind of being talked about in whispers. They didn't really do anything. They launched uh, a product. And, and most of the season launching a product. Like they were in like product development meetings all season. Like <laughs> nothing uh there's nothing scary about like a all hands on deck marketing meeting except that you might have to be in it <laughs> and uh it was just it was i was very strange um they i saw what they were going for but i don't think that they ever really hit the mark on this being this like really scary secretive organization that is like and and when it was pitched in season four it was like leviathan is everywhere leviathan could be anyone and then season five comes around and it's like leviathan is three people it's an old lady <laughs> who wraps people up as burritos it's pencil skirt she's busy launching her product and it's rama khan he is uh he's repotting a plant in the corner over there and so like the the people that they chose to represent leviathan weren't that scary and then they completely seemed to do away like early on in the season with the idea that they could be that they had a wide reach and that they were everywhere and that they could be anyone. Um, and like really the only the only ways that they like pulled that through the season was through like Andre Rojas, which at the crisis, they just kind of tossed that away. <laughs> and then Eve, which is like, I mean, yes, it did get us to Eve poisoning Jeremiah Danvers, but that was mostly Lex. So, <laughs> so that wasn't Leviathan either. It was just, it was the least uh, impressive villain that they've ever had on the show. And like last season, I was so tired of Agent Liberty, like deep in my bones tired of that dude. And I would have probably gone back to him versus Leviathan this season. Like, God bless Ramakan. Give it up. I will watch his gardening show any day. <laughs> but like, it's just like one of the least uh, the least impressive villains I think that they've ever had on the show. And they usually don't have much of a problem with that. Like Rain was great. Um, Astro was great. Uh, Queen Terry. Rhea. Queen, Queen, we had Lillian Luther and Queen Rhea in one season. How did, how, heavy did get, how did we get from there to pencil skirt? <laughs> 
Well, uh, we did just to remind you, we did have some three nameless people from the finale. Although <laughs> they, did, they did get the, well, they did the, get the Ramakons and the Ramakonets. The Conets, so yeah. The they yeah. they do they do have names but they're pretty forgettable uh forgettable and they so, sort of showed up out of nowhere uh, <laughs> i was more that they were that they showed up than like i was like who are you now the last episode is the it's too late for you to be a thing <laughs> <laughs> well and we do have to remember they did have some things that happened at the end of the season maybe that yes. was but at the same time how much of that could have been i mean rushed? i th- i feel like the last three episodes were the three that kind of got spliced and edited together so at the most the conats were in three episodes like down to two and i don't like that's not the time like you had the whole season to introduce like more people as part of leviathan and then they waited until like the last couple and they were like then we, oh we need earth wind and fire dude uh oh <laughs> yeah yes. they uh they yeah uh leslie came in with the names because those are my google docs and i don't have them up but uh <laughs> nice. Te- tezumag sayla and and uh ramakan and obviously my boy ramakan <laughs> <laughs> but but i agree with you i think it's it's much more of a mysterious idea that you never know who could be part of leviathan i know i, I thought br- that that idea was cool when they show when they kind of introduced it at the end of season four like it could be anyone and to me like old lady Margot was supposed to be like the represent like oh my god you wouldn't think that this like older woman is like this big scary boss lady but she could be because leviathan could be anybody and then like the next time you see leviathan it's like it's a skinner in a weird like renaissance costume and you're like that dude is not anybody i'm gonna notice him going down the street like he didn't try to uh blend in with the rest of the the normal people at all that's that's a really good point i know i bring up v on abc v's uh reimagining a lot uh i know nobody else has watched that but me but (laughs) i watched a little bit for elizabeth mitchell but the the beginning of that is that they they took a different spin on V in that the visitors you never knew who a visitor could be it could be any it could they could look like normal human beings and you wouldn't know that they were aliens and that was kind of a mysterious kind of like you never know your best friend could be a visitor your you know your boss could be somebody so i think if they had sort of played that up i think it might have added a little more you know, stakes and tension to the season. So I agree that that is, um, uh, that is a good point. Oh, Mark, I, I love it. Now that's how you kill your mother. That's one of the greatest TV lines that nobody's ever known about uh, because that's in the V <laughs> finale. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for people, but dang, that was good. The end of season two of V was so good. Um, I, I'm always sad when like the show is just starting to find its voice and that's when it gets canceled and you're like, it was becoming good. Yeah, it was so good. Why did you cancel it? Um, but yeah, so it had a similar feel, feel to it. V. Um, so I think if they had played that up a, a little more, I think it would have been, um, would be better. I also did not care for Leviathan. I, I was listening back to some of our season five episodes because I'm working on the 300th episode trying to get the sort of the, so um, the 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 best of and i just heard myself on our bodyguard episode just saying this episode was so boring nothing happened i don't care about leviathan and i just remember thinking like back through watching that episode uh 
they really genuinely spent the entire episode like launching a product. It wasn't until <laughs> uh, the penultimate episode that it got kind of scary that we saw what they were capable of doing with the takedown of the DEO. So, so I agree. Leviathan, I think, could have been a lot better than it was. And the unfortunate fact that it sort of turned into the Lex Luthor show at that point. Yeah, he was going to be one of my, uh, I, I hate to say that, that he's like one of my season five lowlights, because I think that John Cryer's Lex Luthor is like one of my favorite Lex Luthers, honestly, like I, I really like how he plays that role. And like when they announced he was coming on to the show, and that he was going to play Lex Luthor, I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Like, okay, Ducky Lex Luthor, I'll give you a shot. And then Ducky Lex Luthor came on. He, like, blew it out of the water. And I was like, okay, like, I can get behind this portrayal of Lex. I really like him. I thought he was, like, acting-wise, Lex was great throughout. Like, John Cryer is Lex Luthor. You're going to have a good scene. He started taking over the whole show is the problem. Like, I think I saw an article tweeted the other day on, like, Twitter that was, like, oh, the best part of Supergirl season five was Lex Luthor. I was like, but that shouldn't be because the best part of a Supergirl season should be Supergirl. Supergirl. And yeah. so he's like, not only did he take over the whole show, it felt like, especially in the back half post-crisis, but he also kind of cut into Leviathan. Like, here's this big, scary villain that's supposed to be the scariest villain of all time. And they're getting outsmarted by Lex Luthor. Like, everyone gets outsmarted by Lex Luthor. And it just kind of started to feel like, well, how scary can they be? Like, if this, if this random dude, like, not that Lex is nobody, but like, if he's outsmarting them, can't be that scary. And then they're spending the whole season just launching a product. So... <laughs> Not seeing the, the scare factor, but yeah, I think the way that Lex kind of took over the season for me, it made me kind of just go like, I think sparingly is the right amount for Lex. Yeah. And I think to your point, uh, if, if Leviathan can be defeated by Supergirl, just rattling off a hope speech to me, <laughs> that, that, uh, that lessens the stakes and, um, makes it kind of samey. And that, that's one of the things I would have, you know, put out there is that, this season felt a lot like it was ripping off other seasons and I didn't much care for that. Uh, it didn't feel fresh. It felt like I was repeating a lot of things, which didn't help in the season that uh, crisis was involved, which literally did sort of repeat things. But also one of the things that I would put down into the category of what didn't work for me. Um, I like the idea of crisis. I think crisis was actually pretty well done. Yeah. But I think Supergirl, the show felt the brunt of a lot of those changes and it I think never crisis, quite like, made sense yeah i think crisis like came along and basically like just kicked supergirl in the shins really hard like <laughs> the beginning of the season was not it wasn't it's probably not my favorite even the beginning of the season wasn't my favorite but i, I thought there were some real strong parts in the beginning of the season uh and then crisis came along and everything post crisis was very muddled uh, and I think part of that was that they never explained what exactly had changed and how from crisis. They were just like, the world's different. And but then you're like, well, what does Andrea Rojas know and not know at this point? But they never really felt like explaining that. Or they would just drop storylines that they had set up like 
literally just in the first half of the season, I think crisis really hit this show a lot harder than it hit some of the other ones. I'll, although I've only, I only watched like two of the <laughs> other ones, so I can't say, <laughs> but uh, it didn't seem like it hit Batwoman or legends. I mean, nothing hits legends. Les- legends <laughs> is a moving target, uh, <laughs> but it felt like, it felt like it really kneecapped this season in a way that I don't know that it, it did on any, on a lot of the other shows. And I don't think it had to. I think it could have been explained. I, I like the idea of them coming back to this new Earth Prime where Lex is the hero. I think that's a cool take. I think that's a really neat story to explore. But you could just give us a little more information on some things. And I also didn't like that Crisis also made a lot of things from the first half of the season feel pointless. Um, because things changed and it felt like, why did we go through those episodes where we had backstories of Andrea Rojas and William Day and, and then kind of didn't well, matter? I, yeah, I think that's like the new characters and I hate to say it, but they were also part of what didn't work for me in this new season. And not all of that was the character's fault um, because a lot of it was that we were just starting to establish them and then crisis came along and we had no idea if they're pre-existing backstory was still the case and in a lot of cases it seemed like it wasn't like um William's new backstory had to do with um Lex instead of Andrea so that left us wondering like what Andrea knew and didn't know did the we had we spent an entire flashback episode with her and Lena that like even at the end of the season I was unclear on whether or not all that stuff had happened right yeah, and it, it takes a little bit of the heart out of things because with the like we had talked about with Andrea, if you change William's story, that changes Andrea's story a little bit, and then it sort of makes everything feel really muddied and um, uneven and uh, confusing. Yeah, they had that whole thing with Russell, who was like a big part of her backstory, a big part of William's backstory, and it, it completely changed post-crisis so that you know, William thought it was that Lex was responsible for his, his friends dying. And we don't, I'm not, I wasn't even sure. I don't remember um, if Andrea even dated him in the post-crisis. So then we spent all that time, like, you know, dealing with that storyline where it's like, but why it's not playing any part into the back half. Yeah. It feels like a lot of the season was sort of pointless and that's not kind of, I don't think where you would want people to to end up. I also to add the, to that, um, Malefic or Malefic, however you want to pronounce it. Um, he's, oh he's, my God, he was in, the he was in season five. Well, that was when he was introduced. Oh, I feel like my head is melting. Okay. So I, I will say like the, ma- the Malefic or Malefic or whatever, <laughs> however you pronounce his name. Uh, and the pronunciation did rove over the season. Yes, it did. Uh, but I liked that. I liked that storyline with him and John. I thought that was actually really strong stuff. And I think it, it really, it really paints a picture of how, how disjointed this season felt like it felt like two different seasons of uh two different television shows that like the james stuff and the malefic stuff and like a lot of that stuff doesn't feel like it was part of season five at all because like once you know once malefic got in the space car and drove away like we basically (laughs) never heard from him again it didn't seem to have like a lot of effect on john after a couple episodes like kind of never brought up (laughs) 
Well, when Magan randomly showed back That's up at true. the end of the season, she she gave us an update on Malefic and how he had That's been a right. hero in their in their war. But I really uh, thought that was the end of season four, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was season five, and that's what I think is so unfortunate about um, the the first half is that everything, because of crisis, seemed to to uh, go into a rushed mode. Malefic, I think, should have been a bigger deal. They could have done more with him, but because of crisis, they had to get that story out really quickly so they yeah they could get to crisis. So I I I think it's. Um, it's strange that Malefic is such a big deal to the character of Jean. And he, he, he came in, they had some good things with him, but then he sort of became a non-entity in the season to the point that I forgot that he was in season five. Um, so that I, I think is um, uh, sad for me personally, because we had, you know, had been waiting so long for Malefic to show up. Um, I also, uh, what worked, what didn't work for me in the season was uh, I liked the Cara Williams stuff, for the most part, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I didn't like the idea that Cara was a supporting character in Williams' storyline. And yeah, I mean, after having the whole, like, a bunch of season four revolve around, like, Cara basically, like, saves the day through journalism in season four <laughs> um, and starts the season winning, li- literally winning a Pulitzer. Yes. Uh, is how she starts the season. And then she doesn't work again for the rest of the season. <laughs> Like that's like legit. That's what happened. She does. She never works again. She's like, you know what? Now I got the highest honor. I'm going to coast, baby. I'm gonna coast. <laughs> um, and the only person we ever see doing any journalism is William, which is kind of unfortunate because like you have two other journalist characters on the show. You have both Nia and Kara. And I knew last season when Kara took Nia under her wing that Nia was never going to work again. And I bad was influence. right. <laughs> a bad influence. She doesn't go to work anymore. She doesn't work on projects. So the only person we ever see doing journalism is William. And it's like, why can't Cara get a journalism story occasionally every now and then? Like, it doesn't have to be every episode or anything, but like just occasionally to rem- like remind us what she does. Like she did very little journalism in this season. Yeah, I just didn't like how it played into William having a story and Kara not. I think you could have yeah. reworked that to where Kara had that story. And um, Leviathan, for all their faults of being a villain that only uh, wanted to launch a consumer product to make some money uh, and maybe also control people's minds and kill them in a VR. But that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, but they were they were a worthy investigation. Like trying to figure out who they are, where they're located. Yeah. You know, what are they doing? What are they up to? That would have been a great investigative story for Kara, but uh, they didn't seem interested in that. They also I, didn't seem interested in the Kara William romance too, which was they strange. Had absolutely no interest in, in that romance whatsoever. It was like they were checking a box off of a checklist that they had been given. Like the checklist said, Kara uh, must have a love interest don't care who and they were like cool <laughs> neither do we and in comes poor william who gets like nothing to do basically and like that's that love interest storyline was really underplayed to the point where it was like we got to the end of the season i think one of our listener questions at like last week was like are they even together are they dating and neither of us knew <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> But I, uh, I also I, I noticed somebody in the uh, in the comments mentioned like 
since Kara won the Pulitzer for uncovering Lex in the end of season four, does she now have a Pulitzer or not post-crisis? Because my guess would be not, right? <laughs> I think they mentioned it in one of the episodes post-crisis that she was a Pulitzer-winning journalist. So I think she still what has won a Pulitzer. at this point? They never, now they haven't explained what she won a Pulitzer for. Yeah, because we don't know if that's still... Because sure it, wasn't she, an, it wasn't uncovering Lex Luthor, who was a super be, swell guy. At the because he was a the, hero. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that, that's such a big deal for Cara to win a Pulitzer. And that should be a bigger deal for them to tell us about that kind of thing um so i guess we could go through some of the chat's thoughts um so donna says biggest problem was that they didn't show us the changes in the new world after a crisis they did a little bit of it but not to the point where it made any sense uh yeah. leslie says any plot holes <laughs> they could chalk up to crisis yeah unfortunately that gives them an out for uh, a lot of their uh maybe writing choices that don't make much sense I, I also kind of felt like they really committed to things are different post-crisis, but it almost felt like they were trying to rewrite the beginning of the season. Uh, whereas I felt like post-crisis, you could have gotten really weird. Like you could have <laughs> changed like a lot of stuff. Like uh, you could have brought back characters we haven't seen in a long time or changed people up or like, I don't know, changed big things about the universe all they did was change like small plot details from like five episodes before so it was confusing but not in like an exciting way where it's like oh my god the show's really different it's like the show is minorly different and nobody has explained how yeah that was the problem is they didn't really explain it uh let's see emma says there wasn't really a big through line this season except for the carolina stuff so it felt weird yeah i guess that i guess the carolina stuff was maybe some of the the things that worked for me sort of i, I think lena actually had a storyline i don't know that cara did but i i, yeah, I definitely I think lena had that. a story um i feel like a lot of cara's storyline this season was like i feel sad that i uh, like made my friend upset and i really want to like get back my relationship with my friend and apologize and then at some point it was just like all right if my friend's gonna be a jerk like this forget it and like but that's not a story like that's that's react that's reacting to other people i think car just did a lot of reacting to other people the whole season she like reacted to lena and she like reacted to lex being back and she like reacted to even like william and stuff like that she was sometimes she was like a supporting character in like nia's story and if you had to explain to someone what Kara's story was in season five do you think you could do it i would i okay that's a really good question i think i would say uh she had a fight with her friend like that's i can't think of anything else that she did that was just about her yeah, I think mainly if I had to tell somebody what Kara's arc was, I guess it would be dealing with the the Lena Luther thing because that's that's what went from premiere to finale. Um, yeah, stretched out all season. I that felt like her only storyline, and that was also kind of like not just her story. Like it wasn't just a Kara story; it was a Kara and Lena story. And if you think about that storyline, even Lena had her own storyline within that storyline. 
So yeah. Lena has the story where she feels really betrayed by Kara and she's like, I'm done with you and I'm done with the super friends. You guys are so lame. Never coming to game night anymore. And then she's like, also, I'm going to mind control the world. <laughs> and so so Lena has the story where she's mad at Kara and they're like fighting. But she also has the side story where she's decided to mind control the world to make them nicer because she logged on to Twitter for a day. <laughs> and so <laughs> and she made a robot friend and like she, she had a lot like. Lena, if you ask me what Lena's storyline was, she had I'd be like, she had a lot going on this season. Yeah, she um, interacted with Andrea. She had the storyline with Andrea that sort of yeah. came full full circle by the end. Yeah, I think Lena, would you say that Lena had the most, uh, at least attempted, thought out storyline of the season? I think she had the most consistent storyline of the season. I think she started in like a really dark place with, with, with Kara and she had she's decided that she was going to like change humanity because she felt really betrayed by her friend. And then she had that whole thing like with Lex where she was kind of trying to let, she was thinking about letting Lex in then he betrayed her. And then at the end of the season, she kind of like, I think I can't remember who it was on Twitter and I have to apologize because it was so good. But I was, I, I was, I guess, complaining that Lena seemed to have changed her entire worldview on the walkover to Kara's apartment. And um, somebody on Twitter um, related it to in, in Clueless when she's like, uh, Cher's character is walking along with her shopping bags and she's like, I love Josh. And that was like what <laughs> <laughs> Lena's like walking along. She stopped to shop. She's got like a gray sweater hanging out of one of the bags. And she was like, you can't mind control everyone. Was I the jerk? And then she goes to car's apartment but like at least she has like self-awareness you know she goes through this whole journey she kind of flirts with the dark side she comes back she has self-awareness and she apologizes like there's a an arc to her character journey this season that is at least so like sometimes it's like this hmm. but it's going in a direction whereas Kara's arc is like a, a point on a map she's like yeah. doesn't really have anything like there's nothing really for her that she's doing yeah, and uh, Paula says uh, Lena had the most storyline and none of those were a uh, fight for her soul. I think that's uh, a fair point because I, I was never concerned that Lena was not going to come back to the side of good. I yeah. just kind of figured the show wouldn't go evil Lena, um, even though I appreciated the 100th episode because I think that's uh, genuinely, I think that's the most evil she's ever going to get. And that makes me <laughs> sad because I think there's a loss of potential there for Katie. McCray, I hope but... we have like multiple else worlds next season. And in every else world, she's like a different level of evil. Uh, <laughs> like we get, we get the uh, like Moira Rose crow version of evil back. Uh, <laughs> like the, the crow lady, uh, Metallolina, <laughs> but like in another version, she's like a different flavor of evil. They like, they're like Katie McGraw, like just give us whatever whatever version of evil you want to. And she's like, great. I will chew every scenery. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. That's all I want. But, but yeah, I never, I never felt, felt like she was never going to come back. And so that's why I never, ultimately, I don't think I ever really cared. Like I cared about the drama between Car and Lena as friends. And so I think that was a good payoff in the finale for them to sort of reconnect. But I never, I never thought that she was going to, join Lex and do terrible things, even though she was doing terrible things all season. But I was like, eh, she's wanting to mind control the whole world, but I'm <laughs> sure she's going to be fine. Like I never was concerned. She's like, that I'm going to go I'm bad. take over this, uh, this satellite. I'm going to use this satellite <laughs> to mind control the world. And Kara's like, 
it feels like she's getting like a little bad. And Alex is like, are you insane? <laughs> I, I feel like, the, I feel like they, they went really far on the Lena doing bad things like right before crisis. And then at crisis, like on that episode, that's like when she has like hope slash Eve, like take the fall for her and go to jail. <laughs> and she's kind of like, ha ha ha, super girl. We'll see now. And then crisis uh, and then she's like a little bit mean to Alex at crisis. She's like, the world's ending. So I'm going to put aside our feelings, but I'm not your friend. <laughs> I'm like, still mad. I literally didn't ask. <laughs> and uh, which I love, <laughs> like Petty Lena is, uh, is, is my favorite. But then like when we come back from crisis, like they basically, it felt like they soft reset that where it's like, it felt like they were setting Lena up to kind of be a Supergirl villain for a little bit of the season. Which I think that they could have still, I think they could have had their cake and eat, eaten it too. I think they could have had her go a little bit better than she went and then pull her back at the end of the season. But instead they just had her in the lab, like, like working on non-no cherry and then like going into prisons and like testing it on the prisoners, which it's not great, but like not on the level where you're like commandeering a satellite. Like it was like at the, in, at the halfway point. Yeah, uh, the the Lena stuff could have been really great. I just it's uh, disappointing to me that now we're just kind of left with Lex and Lillian as bad guys because we just we know they're going to be bad. Like there's no mystery there. Um, so that I think was the fun of the Lena stuff was whether or not you know she would ever go there. So now now we're just kind of left with the Luthers who we know are going to be bad guys. Um, so while we're here, should we maybe talk about Lena's wardrobe since we're talking a lot about Lena? Always. Because uh, <laughs> what we usually do during this retrospective is kind of go uh, and maybe pick our favorite Lena I'm outfit excited. for the season. Uh, so I, I guess maybe we should do that right now. All right. Uh, let me get our uh, theme music queued up. And now Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom okay all right Amazing. so i have <laughs> I love these sound effects <laughs> it's so fun right uh so let me make sure i've got my um my good old powerpoint queued up here yes i put together a powerpoint of lena's outfits for the season of uh what are, you, what are you gonna say about it all right so i figured having a a, a visual aid would maybe help us make a decision it would it would because i've forgotten a lot of these outfits but they're all fantastic <laughs> okay <laughs> so i don't know if we should go through and just sort of comment comment on them or should we maybe we can go through them there's quite a few of them uh because i went through all episodes of season five uh, amazing because i am that nerd uh but uh so i guess we can go through them talk a little bit about them and then pick our favorite, like our number one for the season. Um, and I sort of went in order. So this should be from the premiere to the finale. So, uh, so this is her look. If, if you're seeing what I'm seeing, you should be. Yeah. I yeah. Her, sort of lost my screen. Uh, but yeah, this is the, red. Uh, this is the Pulitzer acceptance dress. Nice. Nice. I, I like it. I like it. It's, it's not as, I, I liked cars look here a little bit more. Yeah. It's uh it's a little bit, to boardroom actually i would say like, oh she I think, needed to be more ballroom i think i think for a pulitzer uh <laughs> award where your friend is is accepting the award and also you're gonna out her as supergirl you want a real <laughs> dramatic look like i really wanted a dramatic flair to it uh yeah. and i don't think that there was as much drama in that look as there was inside of her head as she was like uh, take me down what what car what <laughs> 
Oh yeah, I, I agree. I think it could have been maybe a little more, but we did get the loose orient purple, which uh, was a consistent look throughout uh, all of season five. So uh, speaking of which, uh, she's she's wearing some suits in the lab because that's of course what you do. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, it, it's it's a little bit better than her uh, her previous open toed shoes and uh, and like fancy club dresses that you might wear to the club uh, <laughs> with like just with like just the lab coat over it uh this this outfit tells me that she's serious uh but also playful because of the florals she's like listen i can be serious and i can uh mind control the world but also i'm gonna bring a little fashion into it i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna play with patterns uh i i also feel like this has become a, a very lena luther look which is like a, a pattern shirt with like a, a like a cool vest over it and like uh, I like I like it. I think that she's like she's finding herself. <laughs> yeah, she does like to wear the floral uh, outfits in the lab. <laughs> so uh, this this was uh, hanging out with Kara. She, she's still pretending to be Kara's uh, friend. This is uh, Kara. Like went to to Paris and brought her some stuff back. So this I don't know that I I really like the the green skirt with the blue. Blouse. Yeah, I don't, I don't I think mean, I like that color choice. It's very boardroom, um, but it's it doesn't feel daring enough for me. I think what is happening is that she's living a lie in this. Scene. <laughs> uh, she is she's putting on a front, so she can't she can't be powerful like Lena Luther would be. Mm. She can't let those clavicles out. She can't wear a a, a vest over a floral shirt because that's <laughs> that's the real her. This is the fake her. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's actually a quality analysis. I would buy it. All right, so uh, more more suits in the sciency lab. Uh, this had still with the floral. Uh, yeah, yeah. Floral. Just committed to the floral. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this I was wow. a little shocked by with the um, I had forgotten about this. I Maybe not I remember am... this look at all. This is a this is a very real Housewives of Beverly Hills look. She's <laughs> sporting here. This was just her hanging out in the lab wearing of a leopard course. print uh, top here. This is this is a uh, Lena Luther like a Real Housewife of National City look. This is uh, <laughs> this is what happens there. No judgments from Hope though. Ho Hope no, no, Hope was... is is nothing but supportive always, <laughs> like she's programmed to be. She's like, I love the leopard print. It is really working for you, girl. <laughs> so that's a that's a notable look uh then some more um you know skirts with some that, is that are there print, birds? Birds? is that is the print birds it looks like her, her shirt is trying to flee from her it, like, it, <laughs> it might be another floral situation i don't know it's either just like shapes or <laughs> flowers or birds Who i knows? feel like if i have to think about it too hard uh then then i don't like it <laughs> if, it's, if it's like an optical illusion, then I'm getting confused. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to put this on the low end of our choices for a season five. So this uh, shot with Lena sitting at her lab with the heels, I thought was um, something we should pay attention to because she is uh, wearing high heel shoes in the, in the lab for some reason. As you would, I guess. As for some reason if you're listen if you're gonna be on your feet for hours at a time what you want to wear is high-heeled shoes that's <laughs> for comfort <laughs> that's it, what you want and no one's gonna see you so that you definitely exactly. should wear high-heeled shoes when exactly. no one is gonna see you <laughs> uh, especially when you're guarding an alien who's probably gonna be more powerful than you 
Uh, she has a lot of confidence in not no cherry that she's going to be able to control Malefic here. <laughs> um, so this was this kind of the same outfit, a, a different viewpoint. Um, I, I mean, I like it. It's kind of dark and um, yeah, sort of samey from the the top and the skirt, but um, she looks good. Not my favorite Lena Luther outfit, but I like it. Oh, this is when she got to start rocking those like soft curls. Okay, so my question here, Morgan, is is this a wig? Did oh. we miss a wig? Oh no, did we it or miss wiggy? a wig? I don't know. It's right on that razor's edge of like <laughs> it could be it could be a wig, or it could be that they just did her hair in a different way and it mm. looks not like we're used to seeing it. If it's a wig. She's getting working it because I, <laughs> I can't tell. Yeah, I would say working it with this one, but I just uh, I questioned it. So I put it in here. <laughs> we might have missed one. <laughs> um, so this is in the flashback with Andrea. Uh, I think when they talk about Titanic, uh, another floral look for Lena. She's she's really into the florals. This she's season. she's loving the florals. And as somebody else who can't resist a good floral outfit, like I, I feel her, uh, this one I like, cause I like the, like the sort of sheer sleeves. I think the floral goes really well with her, like flowy hair. She just seems like someone you want to sit back and have some tea with. Like, I feel like <laughs> this version of Lena Luther could really lull me into a false sense of security. <laughs> uh, she'd be like, Hey, Hey, you want to just hang out and have some tea? And like the tea is probably poisoned by hope. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's watch Great British Bake Off together, Lena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it does say something about her personally. She just wants to be a normal person. She doesn't, you know, want to be a, a Luther. She just wants to be. She's, she's like, Lena. I'm tired of straightening my hair all the time. I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, was also in the confidence. <laughs> the jungle, the jungle <laughs> episode. <laughs> Confidence women in flashback with uh I think it's the Costa Costa Rican jungle. Yeah, I have to say, are. um, I'm a little disappointed that Lena didn't get like get really like really either wear a very strange outfit in the jungle, like a like a like a tight ball dress or something, <laughs> like <laughs> like a like a barbie dress that you would wear to prom or uh or didn't like just go in the opposite direction like completely like cosplay crocodile dundee like i really (laughs) i really wanted her to wear a weirder outfit than what she's wearing well i'm surprised it's andrea who wore like the uh what what, yeah like kerchief yeah (laughs) i'm surprised that wasn't a lena thing but i guess she she needed to have you know, I guess it's sort of like the shoulders out. She needed to have the the, the neck clear of uh, any <laughs> wardrobe. That's true. She's like, listen, I can't, I can't hide my clavicles. They are. It's where my power is. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this was a dress that happened in her flashback with Jack oh, Spear. I sort of right. like. I sort of like the back, the front. I think this is very yeah, ballroom. I, like, I think I like this dress. Yeah, it's very ballroom. It's a very dr- dramatic. Her clavicles are out, as you can shoulders see. Shoulders out. One shoulder is out, so she's like a harnessed about half of her power. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's holding back. <laughs> so we have a ballroom look here. This is more uh, casual, Lena. We got that a couple really of casual. Cash. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, she's got the she's got the sort of curly hair going on again just like a white button down it's a very casual lena now she is standing in front of what looks like a paranoid person's uh 
like vision board. <laughs> and so I, I can't say that this version of Lena would want to have tea with me and watch the Great British Bake Off, but she probably would want to tell me about the Kennedy assassination. And I would still <laughs> I would still have tea and listen to that. <laughs> I would be into conspiracy theory, Lena, me so too. much. I would hang out with her. Uh, but yeah, she's she's kind of uh, letting it loose. She's like half tucked in. Uh, so she's very casual. She's got like the, uh, have you ever watched it's on Netflix, the new queer eye that there, mm-hmm. there's one guy, every time he makes over somebody, he gives them what he calls like the French tuck, which is just like you tuck in the front of the shirt and then like you leave the back out. And now I'm wondering if she had like just seen tan from queer eye and he was like, <laughs> girl, you got to tuck in half of that shirt, but leave the rest <laughs> free. <laughs> uh, that is a look. Uh, we did get a resurgence, oh. uh, a resurgence of the ice cream ju- dress several times this One season. One of my favorites. So good. I good feel like that dress is there. iconic now. It's an iconic <laughs> Lena ice cream dress. So. Yeah. <laughs> Very recognizable, beloved dress. I have noticed though, is the, um, so we have a, a shot here in this PowerPoint. If you're listening to this in the audio, you might want to go uh, to supergirlradio.com. I'm going to have it, the PDF posted so that you can look at all these slides. Or if you're watching live or uh, watching this later on YouTube or Facebook, uh, you can see these images. But is is there like a a slit at the top where her shoulder is so there's like the pink yeah or the strawberry like part it's like there yeah there's like the pink strawberry part and then there's like a little slit and then the white part starts i've never noticed that before i guess she just needs to let her shoulders breathe occasionally <laughs> <laughs> Very like, these are these are so powerful that sometimes they just need a little break just a little <laughs> just slice a little of air. <laughs> So this this was a, a another Lena look, a little boring. She's kind of hanging out, um, you know, catching up on lunch, working on some Excel spreadsheets. Uh, <laughs> she happens to run into Kara, so uh, that was kind of a toned down Lena look. Um, this I thought was a, a nice like purple Luthorian uh, dress. This she's just kind of hanging out at her yeah, house, yeah. I guess, uh, wearing. So I thought that was a nice look. Uh, I wasn't crazy about this look what yeah no (laughs) very very um it's like very baggy baggy and the the colors are very subdued not very muted yeah yeah uh lots of lots of greens though i noticed uh for lena this season Uh, i don't know if that was a connection to pencil skirt who loves green i was about to say are we supposed to read into something is it supposed to be like a pencil skirt connection um so lena did have some good uh like power suits this season i thought this was a notable one yeah that's a good one uh where she's sort of watching the uh i think the vr uh take on her mom playing with her as a kid um so oh uh, so, yeah so i think uh th- this this sort of reminded me of katie mcgrath talking about how she um she was looking at uh what's her face uh kate blanchett suits i feel I like this is, that yeah <laughs> this is a very kate blanchett uh suit Another casual Lena look. Oh, casual Lena. Jeans even. Jeans. Lena. <laughs> so casual. Jeans at home? Girl. <laughs> what are you, a farmer? <laughs> Let's see. Here's another Luthorian purple suit. Not crazy about the hair, personally. but um... Yeah, the hair is a little bit much. as Like, the makeup's a little too dark, I think. It's kind of clashing with the suit. <laughs> but, I mean, the suit itself is, I think the, the vest is kind of cool. Uh, so we had a lot of good coats this season. Yeah, 
quality coats. Yeah, she, she had a good looks. Twice looks, warm she's going the to the fortress. fortress. Yeah, yeah, so she she has to come correct. <laughs> she has to come warm and also to like you know uh, make it so that she can really lash out at Kara. She needed to be comfortable for that one. A uh, lot of purple Luthorian suits. Uh, I don't know if this is the same one from the other episode. I think it's a little bit know. different. I like this one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good one. She also um, has her hair back a lot. Like I, I feel like during the lab scenes and uh, like when she's like working on her like nano cherry, she's like, I've got to pull my hair back. Uh, but then like when she's just like ca- casual, like hanging around the house, you know, she's got her hair like loose. Well, I Which mean, is probably it makes sense. Like in the lab, you probably yeah. don't want your hair like in your face. But then again, we've seen some of the things that she wears in the lab. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think a ponytail pulled back hair is um, like evil Lena. I think I think so. I think she's like, I can't I can't let my emotions out. I got to pull them back. <laughs> <laughs> so she did have some good vests. Here's another one from Crisis with the, the blues. And the yeah, greens. I like that. I like yeah, that. I like that a lot. Um, here's another suit from the, uh, DEO commercial that she shot with Supergirl and Lex. Oh boy. It's fine. It's well, a, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like Photoshop going on in this. Yeah. It's, <laughs> commercial. uh, the, the effects are maybe not the, the you would think that the could Luthers be. could afford better effects. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's another casual Lena look. She had a, a really cool, uh, purple sweater. It looked really comfortable. Oh yeah. That does look comfy. Yeah. Uh, so we got it. Some more Lena, uh, sort of, I think this is a suit, but it might be a, I feel like this, it is, might be a skirt. this is kind of like Lena's season five look was like a bold, a bold print shirt and then like a vest, like a black yeah. vest over it yeah, or like a purple vest or like a, a maroon vest. It's like, she, I want to see her closet because I think she's like, and then this is my florals and then these <laughs> are my vests. <laughs> Uh, here's some more, uh, some more of those, uh, patterns and those prints. I, I like that though. I like her I like hair like that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I like this right here. This though, I oh. think I might, I might try to keep my mind open to more looks, but I think this is my favorite. I'm, I think I, this is going to be the tops because she looks like Corella DeVille in this. <laughs> she, she looks like a boss in this coat. I she love it. Does She looks like, uh, this is a very like very devil wears Prada. I feel yes. like she's going to take that coat off and then just toss it in Eve's face. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She looks uh, powerful and in charge with that uh, Corella DeVille purple Luthorian coat. So uh, this might be my number one, but we'll keep going. Uh, so another like blue suit, a little boring for my taste. Yeah. Just kind of there, but yeah. Uh, some more floral with a of nice course. vest. Um, <laughs> her go-to she, look she, she her hair is down in the lab though. yeah she's in little, the lab but her hair is down that's a so little that's different surprising. Mm-hmm. uh this is her testifying uh and, and not giving up supergirl's uh secret identity in the 100th episode all black uh which is notable because hair she, pulled back because she's keeping the secrets in mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, another purple Luthorian. <laughs> I looked. I looked at that really fast, and I was like, "Are they dressed the same?" <laughs> it it almost sort of looks like they it have with the like collars. The, it, like the collared shirt uh, and the the suit look is is pretty funny. Yeah, so I, that is a pretty good uh, good purple suit, though. I like that with Lena. Um, this is uh, yeah. <laughs> 100th episode. Uh, Metallo Lena. Yeah, one of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> 
we will never see her again uh but it was enjoyable while she lasted uh this is another uh sort of floral uh, another bold print with a with a vest, vest her yeah season yeah it's very much the lab attire um this was the like go-go boot wearing oh yeah 60s. this was a this is a strange i liked this one a lot actually i like this outfit she was wearing uh what looked like a fall for some reason in her hair um, but she had like, a, and I think you can tell that she's kind of coming back around because she's got like a little, it's like a boat neck. So she's got a little bit of shoulder showing <laughs> just a little bit. Like it, uh, there's peeking back out. It's like, Hey, <laughs> it, it is part of her character journey. Okay. It is. So, yeah. um, uh, so this oh, one, yes. uh, so I think this is going to be my boardroom or bar. Like oh. the, the big coat was yours. This is going to be, uh, this is going to be my boardroom room or ballroom favorite uh this is uh, yeah i think it's the uh it's just the victorian ghost uh (laughs) (laughs) this is her victorian ghost hashtag girl boss look and i love it (laughs) i forgot about the victorian ghost uh yeah that's a good look uh lena was in the the prison uh you know boardroom in the prison yeah Um, yeah, so um This is sort of her when we apology get to, coat. Yeah, we uh, we get to the finale with a coat, and then her uh, casual Lena look. And then so casual, you could tell that she's come back around to the to the good side because she's like, I don't I don't need to be wearing a, a bold pattern and a and a <laughs> <laughs> and a vest right now. I don't need my hair pulled back. I'm just gonna be open with you. I'm wearing jeans. How could you distrust me? <laughs> I tucked in my jeans. That's how, that's how little I care. <laughs> so i think we've get we've gotten through uh lena's look for amazing um, great for season five uh so but many good ones but yeah if you have some uh choices in the chat uh let us know what your uh what your favorites are i'm trying to see if we can pull up any of the comments uh from the chat let's see let's see i think people were going as we were going yeah so Rachel says, I also forgot leopard print Lena. I think we all might have repressed that. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. Did we repress it or were we like, or was it so amazing it just blew our minds? <laughs> we couldn't uh, deal with it. It was like the holy grail. We couldn't look right at it or we, our faces would melt. <laughs> Dustin says, this podcast taught me that if I were ever to wear high heels, don't wear them in my evil lab. I didn't know high heels weren't something gals wore in labs, but it makes sense. Yeah. Um, heels are not comfortable. No, if you wear aren't something long. I wear ever, if I can help it, but I certainly wouldn't in a lab. <laughs> they, they, they make you a little taller and they give you a little height, but they are not, I've but never cost. <laughs> yeah, I've never found them to be comfortable and I did not want to wear them more than five minutes. No. Um, yeah. So that's just a tip there. Um, let's see if there's anybody else with any, uh, comments. Um, but yeah. So those are our picks for Lena's uh, outfits this season. I went with the uh, the boss coat with the uh, with the fur on it, and uh, Morgan Love was it. going uh, Victorian ghost, Victorian ghost all the way. I ha- I have to. She was like she was like a vict- she had the, the 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 lace all the way up to her like <laughs> her neck, and then like a, a little blazer over it because like just because you're a Victorian ghost doesn't mean you can't hashtag seize the day (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so don't stop was... the hustle, Lena, just because you're you're a, a Victorian ghost. And this has been Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom. Okay, so uh, what were some of the highlights, Morgan, for you in season five? Things that you look back on it and you think, well, even if I didn't really like the season as much, these are the things that stand out to me. If you were going to tell somebody like the things you liked about season five, what would they be? Hmm. Um, okay, the things I liked about season five. Um, I really, I liked the, um, I liked the win episodes. I thought those were really good. It was great to have win back. And like, it's funny because before those episodes, if you would ask me like, how excited are you to have win back? I would have been like little to little. Um, but then he came back and I was like, win. (laughs) Like I was so excited. It was like seeing an old friend that you haven't thought about in a while. And you're just like, buddy, how you doing? Don't leave. (laughs) Please don't leave. Please don't leave. Don't leave us here with Leviathan. Um, uh, so I loved those episodes. I thought the 100th episode was really great. It was probably my favorite episode of the season. Um, the crisis stuff was really fun, but again, I like, when I think of Supergirl season five, I'm probably, I'm probably only going to think of crisis as the thing that kind of messed up the the season <laughs> yeah. uh, and not as like super because it feels so much like its own thing. But I did enjoy crisis like as an independent uh, vehicle. Uh, Hope, obviously my boy Rama Khan and his Rama wines. Yeah. Um, I liked where it seemed like they were, I liked Akrata and, um, and Andrea Rojas until the show decided that they didn't care about her anymore. Just kind of shoved her off into a corner making commercials. Um, but I thought she was kind of intriguing in the beginning of the season. Um, and I liked that episode with her and Lena, like going back in time and seeing them in their school days. And I thought that the young actresses they got to play, both of them were really good. Um, and I really liked that episode. Like I- I'm thinking about the episodes that I would go back and rewatch from this season. And I feel like it would be like the hundredth episode, the uh, Lena Lena Luther in the jungle episode. Confidence uh, <laughs> women, yeah. I would definitely rewatch the episode where Lena Luther decides to commandeer a satellite with her good robot friend Hope, and she's like, <laughs> and Hope is like, "Don't worry, Eve told me we can sacrifice ourselves." And, uh, and Eve's like, "What?" <laughs> Uh, that was a, a really good one. Um, the premiere I thought was really strong and started the season out like really well. And I was really excited about where it seemed like they were going. Um, I was a lot younger then, a lot more naive. Um, <laughs> what else did I like about I like the Malefic stuff. Uh, I like the like that John Malefic stuff. I thought that was really good. I like the Super Alex episode. I enjoyed that one a lot. Mm. And then that was, pre- I, I liked the, I liked the Nia episode, although I felt like there were periods of time where it was like, it was a little repeaty on certain, like the uh, certain things. And, but I, I liked that episode overall. And then I think that's like, that's a big majority of it. I feel like a lot of the stuff this season worked for me a lot less than it did last season. And like last season, I didn't love, um, we didn't love last season. Uh, I think it's fair to say. Um, but I got what last season was going for a lot more than I get what this season is was going for. Um, and some of that, and I think that there were some, certainly some hardships that this season had to kind of overcome. And one of them was COVID-19, which was a worldwide 
pandemic. <laughs> that whole, that little worldwide pandemic. But the <laughs> other thing was crisis. And I think the combination of crisis and coronavirus uh, really hobbled the season. But I can't blame it all on either of those things because a lot of the problems I think came from focusing on two villains that didn't really work for the show. And one was Leviathan, who was not interesting or scary enough and the other was lex who just turned out to take over the whole season and was actually too competent like i think when you have you know a character on the show like brainy whose whole thing is supposed to be that he is smart and then you have lex outsmart him like on every turn like there's like there is no way in which brainy was even like close to like remotely winning and then at the end like when he's like holding the like little bottle that the con and Ramakan and the conettes are in. <laughs> and it's like, what was his, what was his plan? He was dying in that room. Was his plan to just die with the bottle in his hand? How did he not foresee somebody walking up and going, whoops, there it is. And so to me, it was like, um, I don't blame the character for that. I blame the writing for that. Like, I feel like poor Brainy has gotten a lot of it. Poor Alex has also gotten a lot of that inconsistent writing where, you know, I don't really know if, like, I don't know what her arc this season was. It felt like there was some good stuff about her leaving the DEO and trying to figure out what she was going to do from there. But I mean, I don't know how I how much I love the her weird kiss superhero look <laughs> that she's committed to. Um, yeah, I think I think this season was just a little bit too all over the map for me. I feel like uh, there were like high highs and there were low lows and there wasn't like it just felt like this, like it was just too choppy. Um, but like some of the stuff that I liked, I really liked, like I really liked the um, 100th episode and I really liked you know, when a lot of the car and Lena scenes, like individually, I really liked. Um, and I liked like the John and Malefic stuff. I thought that was really strong. And then John felt like he didn't get anything to do until Magan came at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Magan was like, here, I'm come to bring you a storyline. <laughs> Hello, it is I, the storyline fairy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I had very very few highlights i was trying to think of some things that are just specific things to point out um obviously hope uh the ending to the second episode of the season stranger beside me was like the most i had been excited about like a cliffhanger ending on supergirl in the long yeah. time i was like that one that was the one where i was like morgan don't spoil yourself it's so good it, you you do not want to be spoiled for this ending um, because I just, I remember, oh, I just dropped my mouse. Um, <laughs> that's how excited you were for it that ending. It crashed. it crashed on the ground. Uh, this is all live. Uh, I <laughs> just dropped my mouse and I cannot, well, I can still use touch that. Um, but I just remember thinking like this, this ending was so good. Like I'm so excited because they're like taking a risk. I wasn't expecting that. And then it didn't really happen again, uh, for much of the season. Um, so that, that, I think that was the potential of what the show can can do is to have like an ending where it's like oh my gosh i didn't see that coming uh so that i thought was a highlight um i was surprised when i went back to listen to some of our episodes on the season just to sort of refresh my brain is that uh we talked about how lex's burn book you know that burn book he wrote oh, about superman God. Yes. It it actually became a plot point with the cipher code uh for non-nacheri 
And I was like, that oh, that's was right. That was so good because it was such a small thing in season four, but it, 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 they brought it back and it resurfaced into something that, uh, mattered in the series and so i really liked that i thought that was a good highlight i also really liked seeing Kara. the one time she uh investigated something she uh flew down to mexico city to investigate uh part of a story you know related to leviathan so i really did like that oh, yeah, i wish I that i wish they had done more of that with Kara. just to I like feel like it, like the whole season was hinged on a shady like a shady organization uh, that's the season you can do a lot of car uh, investigation stuff. And so the fact that they didn't is sort of disappointing. But like, yeah, when they when they have her investigate stuff, I'm always really excited for those kind of episodes. Yeah, I wish they had done more with car investigating like that, because I thought that was cool. She got to do something uh, not too international. I mean, she didn't go too far, but she got to do something outside of the United States. She got to investigate something um, because Supergirl, it feels like sometimes Supergirl is very, and we've talked about this a million times. It, yeah. it feels so condensed into national city and Supergirl is a character who could fly around the world. She can go anywhere. anywhere. So what's uh, going on on Argo? Yeah. What about that evil gazebo? We'll never know. <laughs> we need a follow up. Uh, what 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 is the gazebo doing now that uh, you know the multiverse has been rebooted? Is it and, different uh, now? Exactly. Is it is it even larger? Is it a pergola <laughs> now? I don't know. We could find out. Uh, but I mean, to your point, like honestly, right at this point, everyone's a superhero. Like all of her friends are superheroes. So like she really could just go like zoom off and like have an adventure on like a different planet or with aliens or something and just like bring her superhero friends along and like, I don't know, give Alex like a, you know, a helmet, <laughs> like an astronaut helmet or something, or maybe her eyeshadow magically allows her to breathe on different planets. Who knows? <laughs> I'll, I would believe anything. Um, but like, yeah, she can like the world of Supergirl is so small and it can be so large. Yeah, and they did it a little bit with that when we were talking about Lena's wardrobe and talking about how Kara flew to to Paris to you know pick up some some things to eat for for Lena. Like she can do those things. She can go to Paris. She can go to Mexico City. She can go anywhere. So I I wish that we could see a, a bigger picture. Yeah, just Supergirl. like redress Vancouver as Paris, and off yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just chilly this time of year in Paris, and. <laughs> That would be really cool to see, like, a Supergirl story in Paris, like, for half a season yeah. or something. Yeah, I mean, it, I, don't, I don't think that they should be afraid of doing episodes that are, like, an all-Supergirl episode where she, Kara just goes off and what? has an adventure. Like an all-Supergirl episode? What? <laughs> like, I think we all love the ensemble on this show. I think it's, it's full of a lot of really good act, actors and a lot of really good characters. But I think, you know, we can have, like, an episode... That's all Supergirl. We had an episode that was all Lena and uh, Andrea Rojas. Like, <laughs> it, there can be an all Supergirl episode where she just, like, goes off and has an adventure in Europe or something. Or, like, you know, gets a call and goes to Argo to, like, you know, go. Like, she doesn't have to be so nailed down to National City and to the rest of the ensemble. Like, they'll all be back in the next episode. She can go off and have, like, a single episode, you know, jaunt by herself. Yeah, I I would love that. I would love that so much. Because it feels like some of the side characters actually get those spotlight episodes. Nia had one. Alex had one. Lena had one. Like, 
Kara is, it feels like the only one who didn't have a spotlight episode in her own show. I think even Jean had stuff with Malfec. Yeah. They did flashbacks to that. Yeah, they thing. did. Yeah, I think you're right. And it, well, like, I, yeah, Ke- Kelly. Well, Kelly did have a, a Kelly had a whole uh, character come in just to interact with her with uh, Samwise. Yeah, Ru- which uh, Rudy came I, in. I I still liked my theory that Rudy was going to be like the ultimate evil in Leviathan. <laughs> That would be so good. That would have been so amazing. Yeah. Bring it back. But that's, a, that, that's such a good point, though, that like all of those characters had episodes focused on them. But I mean, Carr had the 100th episode, but she's also the main lead on the show. Like, yeah, it should be more. And even I mean, I think you can argue that the 100th episode was more about her friendship with Lena than it was anything about her individually, like, which I had no problem with. It was what was going on this season. And like Lena's a long standing character and that friendship is like really important to the show. And so I have no problems with that being the topic of the 100th episode, but like she didn't get any, I didn't feel like she ever got an episode where like Kara was just having her day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yvette says, uh, yeah. Let's see. No, this is what I'm trying to pull up. Uh, Car should need a spotlight episode because the series should be focused on her. I think that's that's exactly how it should be. I agree. I think that yeah, that should be the default for the stories. That most stories, mo- most episodes should be focused on Supergirl, and anything we get outside of that should be um, should be extra. So uh, I and I think a lot of our our listeners. Um, posted something like that miriam uh said focusing on an episode (laughs) on your lead character too much of a wild uh, concept yeah we don't want to go crazy here (laughs) don't don't get crazy uh but yeah i think that's that's uh something i would like to see more of in season six is more stories about kara uh that's that would be my preference all right so we we need to uh land a, a number on this this season and then i think we should rank the seasons uh, so this is this is going to be tough. We're really going to have to uh, get in here. So I, I I thought we might um, steal what Bill Meeks and Anne-Marie DeSimone used to do with the Legends uh, Legends of Gotham podcast. Mm-hmm. We're going to do an arbitrary scale. So my scale is <laughs> out of five murders robot friends, how many murders robot friends would you give Supergirl season five? Ooh, this is tough. Because I feel, I feel like... It, like just having us just having talked about this season that I'm being way too harsh on this season. Uh, and I don't want to make it seem like I don't enjoy Supergirl, the television show. Um, but to be honest, I did not enjoy Supergirl, the season five of the television show all that much. So I think I would give this season two murderous robot friends out of five murderous robot friends. I mean, honestly, they could have really saved it all if Hope had played a, a significant yes! They threw me a bone by having Eve kill Jeremiah Danvers. Um, <laughs> I mean, that that probably should give it like a 2.5, uh, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go solid too. I think 0.5s are, are cheating. <laughs> you are a little uh, nicer than I am. I am going to go 1.5. Oh! I, 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 know I, I know I'm cheating with the 0.5, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I am I'm gonna be really hard on this season. I can't blame everything on COVID-19. There no, were no. Cho- there were choices made in this season, things they could have done and that the they did had already gone off the tracks by the time <laughs> we got to the global pandemic. 
<laughs> there there were choices made and a lot of them weren't really good uh paula says rebecca with the red pen. <laughs> uh yeah. so so i've got I, i've got to i've got to go a little harsh on that so i think 1.5 i think two i think honestly Listen, i think I'm, that's fair I'm scrolling through the chat and i'm not seeing anything over a three so i feel like so yeah donna gives it a three mark gives it a three uh laura gives it a three kanisha says 2.75 murders to robot friends <laughs> uh, abby <laughs> says two uh because it is below average for me paula says two out of five emma says 2.5 uh let's see rachel says three murders to robot friends if that says three so yeah i think the the consensus what i'm gathering and i don't know if this is just a supergirl radio bubble that we're in but it's possible it, and that is very possible because however we, i feel like i've seen i've been on twitter um and i've which is your the, first mistake i've looked into the void and it's looked back <laughs> at me uh but i don't i feel like at least the people i follow on twitter have not been overwhelmingly happy with the season so i feel like it's not like I think that's the consensus is that this was a very uh, kind of season. Yeah, I I uh, I think that for me, if I was going to tell like give the you know consult the showrunners on you know here's here's what fans got out of this, I would say that I think a lot of the problems stem from the the approach to the season of yeah. about like starting with the theme and then trying to get everybody around the theme and then not focusing on Kara. I think if the show, you can correct the show in like a couple of short ways. And a lot of it starts with just making Kara the focus. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think, I think those are really quick, easy fixes. Cause like I watch, you know, I watch some of the other shows and like, I, I I never watched a Flash season where it didn't feel like Barry was the main character on the Flash. Like, to be, I mean, I'm like two seasons behind. But, uh, I mean, and even Batwoman where I was never a huge fan of the main character of that show. Um, I never felt like, you know, Kate Kane wasn't the main character on Batwoman. But for Supergirl, it really does feel like she's sometimes she's just in the background like she's not the you know not everything is revolving around her her character so i think just like centering supergirl in supergirl i think would be a huge improvement yeah i think a lot of people would uh think that would be a, a better choice uh it is interesting in our comments uh people are rating supergirl radio season five Oh, so, uh -oh. So, uh, Dustin <laughs> says he gives the show a 1.5, but a, a five thanks to Supergirl Radio. Yay! Uh, and then uh, Paula gives it a 10 out of 10 for the Ramakan Ramalai. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, the what was it? Earth shattering flavor in every bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can buy a Ramakan Ramalai uh, shirt on our And I would store. highly recommend it. Highly recommend <laughs> Uh, so thank you for rating uh, Supergirl Radio Season 5. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I think what I find, Morgan, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but um, even when I dislike a season or dislike an episode, uh, I think Supergirl Radio, at least, this this is going to be totally um, biased. 
but I enjoy the show a lot more because of our conversations and because of the feedback we get from the listeners. No, I agree. Like, I feel like if we hadn't like made jokes out of a lot of these aspects of season five, they wouldn't actually be on my like top list. Like, <laughs> would I have been as obsessed with Hope if we, we weren't talking about her like every week and I wasn't doing the stupid robot voice? Or like, would I love Rama Khan as much as I did if we didn't come up with Rama Khan's <laughs> Rama wines or like... <laughs> or like Ramakan's whole deal, the Conettes. Like I, I think some of those jokes actually lent the season like more interest to me than I think if I was just watching on the couch um, at home and I didn't have those. Like there were some times when like a like a a joke would pop up and I would just like flip out and I'd be so excited about it and uh, didn't have anything to do with the show. <laughs> <laughs> So I do think that the podcast did help my enjoyment of the television show. Yeah, I think it does uh, add to my enjoyment personally. So uh, so thank you to Morgan and the listeners for helping me get through season five. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I would have made it uh, if it hadn't been for the podcast. All right. So now I think we should rate our seasons. So I think there are two ways to approach uh, season rankings. I think we should go for best seat or let's go for favorite seasons. First. So your, okay. your, your number one is going to be like your top. Mm -hmm. So, cause favorite and best are a totally different animal. Oh, so, so we're going to do favorite season and then best, best season. season, best in terms of like quality. If you were going to mm. like recommend it, but favorite, like the one that like you want to rewatch the most. So start okay. with, start with favorites. Okay. So I, I'm doing my favorite season from like one to five, basically. Yeah. Like your top to your bottom. Okay. Yeah. Favorite season. I think so I, I really, I really had to look into my heart uh, <laughs> about the favorite season because there were some tough ones because I will say it was between one and two and what does one have to recommend it? It has live wire. It has a budget and it, <laughs> <laughs> and it has cat grant. What does, oh. but what is it missing? My girl, Luther. Lena Luther, who's in two, but so is Monel, like a lot. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a struggle. But so I'm gonna go two, um, one, three, four, and five. I think that's that's fair. Uh yeah. I would probably put season three at the top because oh. of all the um season three, the the end of it sort of like <laughs> it like went yeah, I remember we were we were riding real high on season three into like the last chunk of like the middle like those like middle like it was like 13 to like 17 or something crazy like that where it was yeah. like suddenly we were like what's happening you you could tell it had shifted showrunners like something yes. something happened uh but uh but it was I, like it was it was riding smooth being really good and then all of a sudden it was like ah, turbulence <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so season three for the most part i would say that the season three episodes are the ones i go back and rewatch the most that had midvale the legion of superheroes oh, so good uh livewire's death uh streaky you know not the super cat but the cat um it had a lot of good Kara moments um uh, i think that was the introduction of sai like there oh, were so yeah. there were so many good um moments since he's there. I also had rain and the world killers. So that for me is my favorite. Uh, then I would go season one because season one had a lot of comic book elements and like you said, Cat Grant um, and a lot of good standalone episodes. Then I would go season two, uh, mm. and then 
this is going to shock everybody because of my rating that I just gave with the uh, robot friends. But then I would say season five and, <laughs> and only because only because of the podcast, because I had so much fun discussing the show this season on the yeah. podcast. I think I enjoyed the podcasting, although I always enjoy the podcasting, but I think I enjoyed sure. podcasting about season five. I think we had more than I did season four. We might've had funnier like long running jokes this season. I think, yeah. I think, and I'll be honest, like this is, this is going to sound like a backhanded handed compliment. Like I think the podcast was funnier because we were like struggling with like <laughs> what to like this season. So we just clung on to like the, we've always clung on to the minor characters, but I feel like we clung on with a, with a, like a, a vise grip this yeah. <laughs> like before we we're like oh brian the alien you scamp in this season we we're like ramakan <laughs> better <laughs> yeah i would agree um so uh for best season did we did we go best season uh i think that was our favorite right so now yeah we're yeah best. yeah because it could change it could change best season um hmm i feel like Okay, I feel like for best season, probably one, uh, one, three, two, and then four, five. Um, because I think that three, like you said, three had that rough patch um, where admittedly the show was going through some major changes because of some behind the scenes drama. But the beginning of the show and then like the end uh, was so strong. I think that it kind of made up for the middle turbulent patch and then the one I felt was really consistent throughout uh even though it wasn't like I felt like as strong of a uh, like I, I felt like the villains while they were good in season one were not like Lillian Luther Queen Raya good yeah but I think that they were more personal to Supergirl uh and I also think that like having Cat Grant Cat Grant around was was such a, a a good character and kind of um kind of grounded it in like Kara had a, like a real superhero life and she had a real work life and they both kind of revolved around Kara. I think super, season one Supergirl was this was the version of the show that was most about Supergirl. Maybe. I think uh, your arguments are making me change my order a little bit. Because <laughs> initially, initially I had season two is number one because I know it was the Monel season but for me, I think season two was the most consistent in terms of like the story it wanted to tell. Started with the pod, ended with the pod. And <laughs> well, it's, it's funny as I was talking about like the the villains, and I was like, "Am I sure I want to put season two at the third position?" I feel like for me, season one, two, and three are so close in terms of quality. Yeah, that like it's hard to it's hard to like rate them. Like I think I might actually swap and do one, two, three. <laughs> That's... Actually, just do them as they were literally one, two, three, four, five. Like, just oh. which is a shame because it means that every year that the show it gets, gets worse. worse. <laughs> well, I, I would put season two at the initially, I had it two, three, one, but I think mm -hmm. I'm going to go two, one, three because you made some really good points about how season one was car centric. It was about her journey as the character finding herself as Supergirl. So I would go season two because I liked the Monel storyline because it went somewhere. It gave Cara somewhere to go. It, you know, she she grew as a character uh, by the end of the season. I thought, and um, it had some great villains, scenery chewing villains. Uh, season one, I did like for the comic book aspect, and I thought I thought it did a good job with uh, Cara as a character. Season three, 
solid episodes all around season four it got better towards the end but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a great start and it didn't yeah. have the villains were kind of lacking and and that's why lex had to come in and season five just whew. i mean at least season four we had like manchester black who i thought like the actor was really good and i thought he was at least like a compelling anti like anti-hero anti-villain kind of uh mashup where he like you could relate to him and then obviously my boy hat yeah hat's hat and his hat hat and his hat he hat's hat did come back this season it did felt like a specific shout out for me (laughs) it it was a major plot point in the 100th episode oh the 100th episode really did have it all (laughs) it it was giving us everything it really was it was uh let's see what some of the chat says so mark says uh for favorites three I guess three, one, two, four, five. So five is at the bottom. Uh, Claudia says favorite is season three. Rachel says uh, three, one, five. Oh, five. Interesting. In the middle there for two. Mm. Two is at the bottom. And that's an interesting choice. Two at the bottom. Interesting. I mean, that's, that's where we got introduced to Lena Luther. Um, that's where we had Lillian Luther and Queen Rhea as our main villains. Brian Kat, the alien. Kat did come back. That came back. We had, we, we, Alien. Had, we had President we had Wonder Woman. He never snapped. <laughs> yeah, he never did. He never just Not put it once. at the bottom because sna- Snapper never snapped. <laughs> that's that, uh, that's that's my headcanon on why she chose that. She was like, Snapper never snapped. How dare he? <laughs> you, you go to the bottom. Uh, so Kanisha says, uh, faves one, three, two, four, five. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rachel says for best one, three, two, five, four. Mm. Uh, I guess we can't go through all these, but I'll try. Uh, Paula says three, one, two, four, five. So there's another five at the bottom. Interesting. Uh, yeah. D- Donna says one, three, five, four, two. Ooh, choose at the bottom. I'm interested. I'm interested this in why two is is it just Monel? Do you think that's the reason why two is at the bottom for so many people? I will say that I think season two is the season that a lot of people drop started dropping the show. I think so. Yeah. Cuz I I think our some of our stats kind of reflect that. So I wonder if season 2 was really hard to watch for some people. Um let's see Mark says for best 13245. Uh let's see. Emma says 21345. Uh let's see. Leslie says one, two, three, four, five. So kind of <laughs> <laughs> kind of in that same order. Yeah. Uh Laura says 31425. I think it's tough because for the first three seasons, there's a lot of good stuff and there's like a lot of stuff I didn't enjoy as much. Um, but the like, but the good stuff is like every time I'm like, well, season two, I didn't love how kind of Monel started to take over the show and it like the love, the love stuff, like storyline but then i'm like but then you know lena that's lena's first season and also the villains were so good and then like every time i'm like season three got like inconsistent but i was like but rain was so great and like i think that those early seasons had a lot of like a lot going for them um even if they had some like rocky patches the problem is like the like the last two seasons have been like the converse where i'm like yeah, I remember I liked those one or two episodes. And also there was a guy named Hat and he had a hat. <laughs> yeah, so I do think two is probably affected by Monel a little bit. Yeah. Um, which is funny. Uh there's the question, is Rebecca feeling mon positive? I was mostly mon positive for most of the run of Monel, except for the end of season three. That's when it like imploded, like the scale just 
exploded. <laughs> it was not great. Uh, but I mean, he came back with a beard and it was, it was fine. Yeah. The beard, I think the beard helps me in my, my mom rating where I was like, <laughs> okay, we can work with this. He started going towards the positive side. Then he started like, started, uh, maybe having a love triangle while he was married and then right back to the negative. <laughs> Not, uh, great. Um, so I guess that's going to do it for our, our kind of look back at season five and our, our retrospective and, and seeing what we thought about the season. How did it land for us? And, and kind of talking it out with the listeners. It, it, I think it is very interesting, though, to get a lot of varied opinions about it um, in terms of where the season might fall, because I think it does my rankings at least shift a little bit, but not too much. Uh, so I, I think at this point, at least the show only has room to go up. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know how much, <laughs> I don't want to say that, like how, how much worse could it get? I don't want to put that out there. I think it has room to improve and room to go up. So yeah, I hope there was a lot, there us. was a lot I did enjoy about season five, but it was so inconsistent that I'm hoping that when they regroup and they're probably going to have a long a nice long hiatus to really like look back at the season, see what worked, see what didn't work and like hopefully come back strong and refocused on Kara. And like, I would just love some Danvers sister stuff too. Like, I feel like that's one of the aspects of the show that has really kind of hit the skids and like, we don't see them like the Danvers sisters, you know, just hanging out or having storylines about the two of them that often. Um, so I'd love to get back to that kind of stuff for next season. Yeah, I think if they they regroup and kind of look at what what made the show exciting or popular uh, to begin with, I think would be good. Um, Morgan, let's uh, go through some. We have two emails we should probably get to really quickly that kind sure. of uh, go back into some of our listeners' thoughts about the season. So uh, I'm going to start and uh, we're going to look at an email from Joseph who writes, quote, what can I say about this season overall? Well, let's get the strings. Lena and Kara's story was the best part of the season, no question. The Jean and Malefic story was also very good. Goes to show they can still make his character and stories interesting after all these years because of all the unknown history. Andrea Rojas was a great character in the first half, and then she stagnated. A bit of a mixed bag for her, but I'll consider her character in the good part. Lex's story and character are always good as well, and John Cryer is always having a ball with this role. Another positive is that there is a continual theme of the season, something that season four lacked. Just going through those from the first three seasons, there were clear themes. Season one, identity. Season two, finding a place in the world and not judging a book by its cover, uh, particularly as family relations are concerned. Season three, being okay with how circumstances in life treat you, along with the importance and dangers of faith and belief. Season four, um, difference is good most <laughs> of the time and racism and prejudice is bad. And uh, he says, uh, see the difference with this season. I think the theme is the strengths and weaknesses of relationships. Lena's uh, story especially wraps us all nice in a, uh, a little bow alone. But Lex also demonstrates this with his refusal to let people in without manipulation, which leaves him with no one who is loyal to a fault. Even Nina, Nia and Brainy uh, kind of show the importance of yet uh, the toxicity of needing romance relationships. Uh, and goes on to say, oh, and James's exit and Wins', is, uh, Wins return were great. The bad stuff is that Le Leviathan doesn't uh, amount to much along with the virtual reality story, though the latter serves theme, the uh, they could have done something different to get the same thing across. Most things I didn't like, I would qualify as more lackluster than bad. 
Can I say that this is my favorite season? No, I'm not sure what fan would. I'm a little fearful that the prime of the show has passed, but if they turn out uh, like this season and not season four, we'll still have good seasons, just not great ones. For me, I will still say season three is still the top for me, and season one will always have a, a special place for its standalone nature, but I think that this season is, uh, but I think I might like this season more than the second season. If nothing else, Lena and Kara's story might be enough to rank it higher. Uh, so there's a lot of explanation into uh, the season yeah. choices here. Uh, do I even need to say a season four is uh, the, least, <laughs> the least favorite? There are good things in season five, but certainly not where I, uh, not one where I rewatch the entire season again. All in all, glad the season has a great middle and in just a rough middle, unquote. So good, good thoughts there. Yeah, lots of interesting stuff. Um, so Susan wrote in with some season five thoughts, writing, Seems to me there is one main thing that has changed between season one and season five that is responsible for most of my frustrations with the more recent seasons. Season one was a show with a strong female lead, Supergirl slash Cara Danvers, and everything revolved around or connected to that character in some way. Now it seems like they have turned it into a giant ensemble. For example, all the characters in season one had some connection to or were defined by their relationship to Kara. Alex was her sister and primary emotional support, the person Kara turned to when she needed grounding. Wynn was the tech nerd, but also Kara's best friend, and occasionally guy who had a crush on her and figurative little brother to Alex. James was a moral center for Kara, who has a history with Clark and briefly a Kara love interest. Kat was Kara's boss. Hank Jean was a potential villain, mentor, and father figure to Kara. Each of these characters existed to support Kara's slash Supergirl's story in some way. That allowed the show to center on Kara, with everyone else having some stories and character development, but not too much was necessary because they were there to be supporting players. It was a show about a strong female hero and those supporting her, and that structure left room for the show to be about her. Now we have an ensemble with a bunch of characters that seem to exist in their own space. Surfacing each of them takes time away from Car Supergirl slash Kara, but there are so many of them that everyone seems to get short shrift. And because the universe of characters isn't built around their connection to or relationship to Kara, servicing them also takes time away from what the show is supposed to be about, Supergirl. This season has gone even further, with the show almost turning into a show about Lex. John Cryer is a wonderful Lex Luthor, but a show centered around a male villain is not what I signed up for. Yeah, so some good thoughts there. I think it echoes a lot of what uh, we've said and what uh, the chat has said regarding, um, you know, just focus on Kara and I think the, the show will be a little better. So I think that um, that's a, a good email there from Susan. So thank you all for writing in and sharing your thoughts. Um, I think we had maybe a few snap judgments before we uh we end this live stream so i guess maybe we could do you want to do a few snap judgments if y'all sure. if y'all if y'all have them in the chat uh make sure uh make sure you leave them so i guess we can do some 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 snap judgments here yeah uh, and we'll do them in a second in the game of snap judgments each person is presented with two options but must only choose one First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. Okay, uh, sorry, the sound effects might be a little uh, choppy on the live, the live stream. Uh, sounded to, good to me. That sounds pretty good. I, I kind of, you know, I wanted to like linger a little bit, you know, and fade out. But <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard to do on this, uh, this format. Okay, so Paula says... If you could build an entire season off of one half of season five, which half would it be? Five A or five B? So 
So I guess if you wanted to continue a story, which one would you want to continue the the first half of the first the, or the second half? First half, I think definitely. The first half felt coherent to me in a way that the second half really didn't. Yeah, the five uh, A part of season five was going somewhere. It felt like it it had a trajectory, like it had something going, and it was building and building, and building, and then when we came back after crisis, it was like what's happening anymore i don't even yeah yeah know. it felt like it was like full steam ahead to something and then we hit crisis and then afterwards it was like <laughs> uh so leslie says best use of supergirl sonic clap versus overgirl uh let's see i guess i guess the choices are i'm trying to see if i can read this correctly overgirl in crisis on earth x or against the prisoners in crime and punishment or the monkeys in back back from the future part two or against earth wind and fire in immortal combat hmm. i think the one that stands out most to me is the one from uh crisis on earth x i i remember that yeah. one very vividly so i'd probably say the one against overgirl that was such a good one i do remember the monkey one like really well though um so i'm gonna go monkeys i like oh interesting plot. interesting hot take all right <laughs> <laughs> i think crisis on earth, earth x i think was the first time we saw her do it I yeah think. i think you're right somebody will have to fact check me but i think that was the first one okay mark says when the show finally ends will its epitaph be a quote hope 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 or quote yeah they never really in went anywhere with that either unquote uh, which I, one would you pick i guess i hope it's hope 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 <laughs> like like the first one is like hope like lena uh like uh like Cara, but then the next one is hope hope <laughs> <laughs> uh i think for me i would pick yeah they never really <laughs> went anywhere with that either i think that's probably how i'd probably uh re remember the show at the end of it okay abby says oh i met i, I lost abby's oh i can pull them up Rebecca, put them up on the screen. What are you doing? Okay, so Abby says, would you rather have a mini series of Hope or Ramacon? If you could have your own like custom Supergirl oh, no. mini mini series, would you focus it on Hope the AI or Ramacon? So there's so many stories you can tell on either of those mini series, and <laughs> I am going to be pitching both of them very aggressively. Uh, <laughs> but I think the Hope miniseries, it's like the the miniseries to me is that it's a murderous robot who slowly learns to love, but then still wants to kill Supergirl. So it's like she's like, I have uh, I have made friends. Let's all kill Supergirl, friends. And they're like, no, we <laughs> talked to you about this. <laughs> I, the, the idea of Ramakan's history is really intriguing to me. Like seeing where like he went throughout history. What was he what was he doing? Why did someone paint a, a painting of him? Why is he so important? <laughs> so there's part of me that wants to know about that. But I think I would watch the Hope miniseries so much oh, more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that I think I would want to want to actually Both watch intriguing. it. Both yes. intriguing though. That that Ramakan, that Ramakan miniseries would be like, I feel like it would be like the Tudors or something. Like you would be like going back in time. It, it'd have to be, it'd have to be on like HBO or something. It'd be like a set piece. Yeah, <laughs> big I think budget. That... Uh, I want to watch the big budget Ramakan miniseries. <laughs> and then at the end, like at the end, it's like it's him on his like porch with his glass of wine. He's like what a story huh like right to the camera <laughs> <laughs> or, he or he like starts it that way have you ever seen like the masterpiece like theater oh, when yeah, they yeah. have like an actor start it and they're like this next story <laughs> and that's that's how 
each episode begins with Ramakan on his porch and he's like, this next one you're not going to believe. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I think uh, the Hope miniseries would be more like a like a 1980s sitcom, almost like a small wonder <laughs> type show. Yeah. So that's that's what I would want to watch. I, I love it. I love it. I would be into that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Abby says, best pants super suit, Supergirls or Alex? Uh, I'm going to go Supergirls because if it doesn't have a hood or any weird eyeshadow involved. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think uh, I would say Supergirls as well. Uh, let's see. Um, I think, let's see. Paula says, uh, using your instincts is the current Lily and Luther originally from Earth Prime turned evil by Lex's <laughs> compelling storytelling, or is she from another Earth? I think she I think it was just such a compelling story and she's just been waiting her whole life to like <laughs> unleash that dark side. Like the dark side is just like gently tapped down by like pastels and then it just like as soon as he was like, Hey moms, in another earth you're evil, she's like, Of course I am. <laughs> uh yeah i think uh i think uh she turned evil because of his compelling storytelling i think she was waiting for it all her life all right so i guess what, <laughs> this is the last one we're gonna do so claudia asks uh <laughs> william yay or nay <laughs> uh i gotta give you a nay on that one <laughs> in every possible uh way that you could read into that in that like i'm not a big fan of william but also if he's a horse <laughs> i need to get like a horse sound effect that's the next sound effect i need to create a william this comment uh sound a bumper uh i could have been yay but they didn't handle it very well on all levels so i'm it gonna say nay. Like the show is nay on william doesn't yeah. it like show doesn't care yeah it's 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 sad because he could be a good character and they could have a good storyline for him but they just uh, never seem to be invested in it so uh i think uh we're probably gonna have to wrap it up on snap judgments here so i'll play a little sound effect and get us out of it and then uh we'll wrap this puppy up in a little bow no judgments on your snap judgments. All right, that is going to do it for our look back at Supergirl Season 5, the highs and the lows and everything in between. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can go to our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. And please do that uh, before Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. That's when we kind of gather everything up. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, where we also have a Spotify musical playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the show. We're also on Radio Public and Podchaser, and you can find us on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. And we're we're available on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio, so if you have some time and you haven't done it already, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review over there. And you can find everything that I just mentioned on supergirlradio.com on the right side of the page. And Morgan, I figured since we're live, maybe Mm -hmm. we should do the DC TV plugs live. Sure. Yes, let's do that. I've been preparing since the last DC tv plugs i had to do where to be fair i didn't do such a great job i forgot a lot of podcasts and i said black lightning <laughs> twice and i stand by that you I, th- I think I, those, I th- those episodes twice <laughs> i think i made you say black lightning twice because i, didn't I hear think you that was my person. favorite part where i was just like black lightning 
<laughs> um, okay. So we're just going to do this. We're just going to do I'm, it. I'm, I've been prepared. I've taken some time off, spent some time with my family, and I'm back. <laughs> I'm back with these folks. All right. Now, if you'd like to listen to any of the other um, podcasts on the DC TV network, you can listen to the Flash podcast, Supergirl Radio, which is this podcast right here that you're listening to currently, Legends of Tomorrow podcast, which I'm on, the Black Lightning <laughs> podcast, which you should listen to twice, uh, Titans <laughs> podcast, Batwoman podcast. I caught up on Batwoman, so listen to that podcast, Stargirl <laughs> podcast. It just started, so you don't have much to listen to. Supergirl, Superman and Lois Radio, it hasn't started at all, so you can catch up real fast. Green Lantern <laughs> podcast, again, hasn't started. And Strange Adventures podcast, which I don't even know what that is. Uh, <laughs> You should listen to all of those podcasts, all of them, all the time. Uh, and if you want to listen to all of them, you can subscribe to the DC TV podcast mega feed. Uh, you can follow DC TV podcasts on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I'm sure that they have all of those. <laughs> they do. They do. Uh, we got a lot of requests for the Hope Voice uh, during oh, that. No. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry i'm sorry you should listen to the dc tv podcasts there you go there you go there you go um and we should remind everybody that we're uh gonna have a fundraiser uh event coming up on june 20th so you can go check out that information at dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser that's got links to how to donate to the charity that we're raising money for feeding america it also has the schedule of uh, all of our shows at what time everyone is podcasting. Uh, Supergirl Radio is going to be the penultimate hour before uh -huh. the assembly. Uh -huh. <laughs> the assembly hour. Um, a fair warning: I don't think Morgan is going to be able to join me for that hour. She's she's so. got other things going on. She's got things to do. It's it's tough. It's it's my it's my fiance's birthday, so I can't really like bail. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, what better birthday gift is there than him watching me podcast all day? <laughs> I think that's my gift to him. <laughs> uh, definitely understandable. So, uh, so you just sit in the corner and clap when I tell a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll we'll still have a good time. We'll do uh, our annual Supergirl Radio Awards. So definitely uh, come by and uh, join us for that at Mixler.com slash DCTV podcast. It'll be a lot of fun and we'll raise some money and have a good a good time that day. All right. Well, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Oh, no, this is an old this is an old doc I copied from. I you just, can't follow her on Twitter. Not I even just, if you want to. I just realized I copied this from the season four. No matter retrospective how try. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, this is not correct. Um, you're you're sending people astray, Rebecca. They're going to be on Twitter like, I don't see her. You can follow me on Twitter at Supergirl Radio is uh, where I am currently on, on Twitter doing things. Uh, I'm a voice actress on The Fakest. So if you want to go check out The Fakest and listen to that, if you haven't already, I'm also a contributor to the Justice League Universe podcast. Going to record a Birds of Prey commentary tomorrow, I think. So uh, look, out, look out for that. So um, those are kind of the other podcasting things I'm working on. So definitely check me out on uh, Instagram at the Derby Kid if you want to keep in touch with me. Nice. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Mojotastic. You can also find my cats. My cats have an Instagram because that's who I am. And I I don't 
I'm not ashamed of it. And they're at the lab cats. <laughs> they're very cute. They're kittens. They're tiny kittens. Um, but you can also find me as a co-host on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, which we've been doing some fun stuff for this season of Legends of Tomorrow, including bringing on listeners. Uh, we do like a spotlight now on listeners every week, which is super fun. We've had so many cool listeners come on. So definitely uh you should check that out if you watch the show that's great if you don't watch the show guess what we still want you on board <laughs> you don't you don't have to watch the show you can you just watch the, the podcast it's totally also, fine like we're gonna have such a long hiatus and that podcast is gonna get real weird so <laughs> i think now is the time to jump on <laughs> now i mean because you're not going to be able to watch the show even if you could not no you're, you're gonna not you're gonna, gonna have available. to just listen to the podcast <laughs> There's so, no other choice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so definitely check out the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. I'm a big fan, uh, and I think everyone else should be as well. Well, uh, I think that is going to wrap us up. Uh, and even though season five of Supergirl uh, is over, I mean, we we wrapped up the finale. We went and lo- took a look back at the season. Season five's over, but hang out with Supergirl Radio this summer and uh, for ever how long. <laughs> that you need to hang out with us because we're going to have lots of content coming your way in Supergirl Radio Season 5.5, which could last for a long time. So, uh, but to hang out with us. We're going to be doing a lot of fun things uh, in Season 5.5. I, I think um, we're going to be playing some Jeopardy. We're going to be talking to some people who are doing some cool things in the fandom. Uh, and we're, we're going to be reading some comics. We're going to be doing all sorts of cool stuff. So hang out with us uh, in Season 5.5. But until then, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Morgan Lennon. And enjoy your season five rewatches, everybody. (laughs) 